there we go stunning and we are live so thank you for coming on the podcast right it's an absolute pleasure no to have you on here. i'm just gonna crack my 11 o'clock oh, 11 a.m <laughs> open <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it's a pleasure to be on here mate no problem at all um i just if you want to let the guys who are listening and watching and stuff know oh i tell you what actually before you do that my cat's just jumped up here, so that we'll introduce the podcast with uh, with Callie instead. <laughs> Hello, Callie. Now, off you go. <laughs> there we are, man. If you want to tell everybody who you are and what you do, let's uh, let's have it. Yeah, so my name is Ryan Harrington. I'm from Brighton in the UK, and I live in Sydney. Um, so I am part of a collective called That Geezer. Um, my name is That Diet Geezer under the collective. We've got myself. Uh, my friend Stephen, who's that mindful geezer, and uh, my friend Rob, who is that fitness geezer, and collectively, we are that geezer. And essentially, what we're doing, we're trying to create a movement of the modern day geezer, really, and create a positive chain in communities. Um, so, what we've we've all had our own stories. We've all yeah. sort of grown up in the culture, the geezer culture, where you're sort of totally from the age of sort of 17 and upwards, you're drinking, partying, chasing girls and taking drugs. And mm. you don't really understand the um, impact that it has on both your physical and your mental health, really. Mm. Um, and we've all sort of been in a transition where, for me personally, um, I've lost about three and a half stone in the last 18 months. Yeah. Um, and it's completely changed my life. Um, my business partner, Steve, that Michael Geezer, he suffered from sort of uh, anxiety and depression at points and Rob has sort of dipped in and out of sort of depression periods as well. And um, so we've all been through our own stories um, and collectively want to come together and just sort of start a movement where <laughs> it's, it's absolutely fine to keep the, to do that, to go out the weekend and enjoy yourself, but also to get your priorities in check and figure out what you actually want to achieve. Um, and sort of get your get your ducks in line and sort of get your priorities and values in check where you can you are constantly striving for growth constantly striving to get those goals and achieve those goals but also enjoying yourself at the same time essentially and that's where we're at we're trying to create the movement where um yeah you can do everything you want but not a detriment to again your health and your, your physical and your mental health really um We've just started up a few months ago, but yeah, it's going well so far. We've got big plans with it, really. Yeah, that, 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 obviously I've been following, you know, the account, well, yourself and, uh, you know, and the, the main account and stuff on Instagram for a little while. So it's been good to see, you know, the stuff that you've been doing with it. And, um, you know, like I, like we, I think we've said, isn't it? it's kind of a similar, similar lines to stuff that I've been doing back here in terms of the sea dips and things like that, isn't it? You've been doing, yeah. you know, like boot camps on the beach you know, go for a little C dip and yeah. stuff like that afterwards. Um, so for people listening, right, I think a lot of people, if I t mention this while we're on the topic, um, yeah, yeah. like C dips are something that I'm preaching to a lot of people. I'm saying like, you know, it, it is, it's amazing. Like getting in the ocean, getting in the sea, yeah. where it's, it does something to you. Now, like what's, so obviously, the, you know, the fact that you're doing it as well, what's, uh, what's your kind of thoughts around how it positive, positively impacts your, you know, your mental health, your mindset and stuff like that from just getting in the ocean, you know, or in the sea or whatever? Yeah, I say for, for me personally, I think um, getting out, getting out, getting in, getting in the fresh air and getting out in nature is a massive, massive thing. Like I find myself, I, I walk a lot, I walk and do coastal walks a lot and um, for the mindfulness and just for your mind, it's, 
it's brilliant. But then when you get in the sea, it's just it's just a different ball game. You get in there, and it shakes you up. It shakes you up, and you get out, and you're just fresh and wide awake. You're alert. Um, yeah, yeah. It just it gets you ready. It gets you ready for the day, and that's why with boot camp, it's a massive thing for us. We train Saturday morning, get down to sunrise, do your boot camp, get in your, get the seed dip. And then you're ready to go have brunch, have your brunch by half nine on a Saturday morning. You, you, you've done everything you need to do to go have a great day, whether that's work, go out and get on it with your mates, or just chill out. But by half nine, you've done everything you need to do and you're feeling brilliant, you're feeling fresh. And, and endorphins that, are pumping. That, yeah, and that, that, that's it. What you said but there, you know, you're, you're doing something for yourself and you've done it before, like before 9.30. So like after the, you know, the, the rest of the day then, you know, essentially, like you said, you can go and do whatever, you know, whatever you want. You could go out for a beer and whatever, but you're that little bit more mentally prepared for whatever's to come, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? If you're going out on, on the piss, for example, mm. it's, you, know, it, you know, let's be honest, it's not good for, for your mental health because it can, you know, the next day in particular, do you know what I mean? You're going to be feeling a lot, a lot, a lot more shit and stuff like that. I think if you go... Oh, and, and when Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, in it for a lot of people as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting to that stage now, to be honest. It's like two, three day hangover. <laughs> uh, yeah. it's, I've noticed, I think, since I've started doing that kind of stuff, you know, the start of, pretty much the start of lockdown, I'd say, you know, back in February, yeah. March, I've always been doing fitness or whatever, but like the sea dips in particular, doing it a lot more often and getting out in the paddleboard and things like that. You know, I cannot emphasize enough how, you know, beneficial that has been to my mindset and to almost take me out of the pre-existing mindset I had pre before lockdown, which was to, you know, go at things 100 mile an hour and always be chasing, mm. chasing, chasing. Whereas now I'm just taking a step back and I'm only doing stuff that feels good, you know, and feels aligned with my kind of true nature almost. Yeah. Yeah, I think I resonate with that massively. I think with COVID and what's happened, I was, it's completely, it's, I cannot tell you how much it's changed the trajectory of my life, COVID. Yeah. I work, I work full-time in recruitment. Mm. I work full-time in recruitment and up until that point, it was like I was a, recru I was a recruiter. Yeah. I was a recruiter. Um, but I was listening, I was reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and I just got to the part where you write your mission statement. Mm. So you write it down, you can think, what do you actually want from life? I was thinking, oh, I thought, am I going to do that? I'm not really too interested in that, but I'd like, screw it, I'll do it. I'll go through the motions, I'll do the exercise. And I had it on paper and it was, when you put pen to paper, it's, it makes it real, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, um, you know, I wanted the freedom, to, the freedom to work anywhere in the world through helping people. Mm. I was like, yeah, shit, that's actually, that is actually what I want to do. That, that's, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna do that. It's, uh, and then I was listening to Gary V's crushing it mm. as well. I don't know if you listened to that. You read that? Listen all of it though. Basically, basically tells you, it gives you the, explains the power of social media and the power of finding something you like talking, find something you like talking about and talk about it. Yeah. And then there's gonna be people in the world that like the same thing as you and resonate with you as a person as well. <laughs> um, and that. That's all right. Um, and then um, during COVID, Steve, uh, business partner, mentioned that he wanted to start a page called That Mindful Geezer. Mm. And then obviously I'd gone through my weight loss journey as well. Mm. At the time, I was like, people need to know what I know because it's really not hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just there's so there's so much bullshit in the media that people just get confused about what what they actually need to know. And I was like, if I could just tell them, thinking, don't listen to them, mm. just listen to me, and you can do what I do. You can lose the weight, you still have fun. Mm. 
And he, and he said, mentioned it to me. He's mentioned about his page. And all of a sudden, it just hit me like a ton of bricks during COVID. I was like, that geezer. And I was locked in my room for two days, just looked like a mad scientist in my room, just writing down all these <laughs> ideas. I was like, that's it. I was like, that is it. That is how, that is how my life's going to change. I was like, that is it. I can help people hmm. through that geezer. That's how I'm going to help people. And it wasn't, if it didn't take the COVID to do that and the transition where you can take a step back and think of what do I actually want? What do I actually want to do? Yeah. And it wasn't until that point that it all changed for me. Everything changed for me. And then it's since like that, that point onward. Four months, isn't it? Oh, like it was just so profound. It mm. just shook my world up. And ever since then, I haven't stopped. Yeah. And that was um, sort of mid-March. That's what end of september now yeah. and it's just where it's where it's where it began then and how much progress we've made in sort of what six months it, it's massive it's massive and i'm at the point now where i've completed my nutrition coaching course mm-hmm. so i'm officially a nutrition coach now and now i've just invested in a mentor to become an online fitness coach yeah that's so i can eventually leave my job mm-hmm. eventually leave my nine to five job so i can have the freedom to work anywhere in the world mm-hmm. through helping people yeah do you know what that's that's very much aligned with what what I you know my vision as well essentially is uh, like you mm. said there you know but he- helping people but having the flexibility to do it on your own terms mm. so you know you're not confined yeah. to a singular space you know you're not I, and I, I've made that mistake before is is this your first kind of business that you've set up or like or, or enterprise <laughs> no I did set up I was an estate agent in a previous life in England and I set up a uh, furniture rental business yeah, with yeah. my dad and my brother um, yeah it's safe to say that didn't go as planned. <laughs> <laughs> you learn from it you know and that's it isn't it like oh the business is, you learn from everything you know I, I i always i always had that vision i wanted to travel but i wanted to fund it through some sort of business or enterprise that i was going to set up but then i was yeah, set up, you know the first business was a tattoo studio you know and uh oh, yeah. i wasn't doing them myself but you know that that was we had the lease and we had things that you know you needed mm. to do day to day you needed to kind of be present for it um and then yeah. the second business was a men's clothing store which was even more full on and you know you had to be there essentially to to, to make it work so yeah you know my, my visions were what, what i was doing was not aligned with what, what my vision was essentially you know or it would have taken yeah. longer to get there uh whereas what the kind of the path that i'm on now and the stuff that i want to do is a little bit more aligned with that but i think you know the, like once you've had that light melt light melt, light bulb moment you've gone for it and that's the key thing is taking action mm. and just doing it and obviously you're passionate yeah. about it as well you've got your kind of why behind it like you said at the start you've got mm. you're, you've all got your own yeah yeah and 100 i think for me personally obviously i've been through a transformation of being it feeling fat being the big boy being the fat one do you know what i mean so it's like a, i've been insecure i've been in denial about my weight i've been anxiety about my weight i've had low self-esteem and low confidence because of how I look mm. and when I changed my so when I changed my diet the ripple effect of that was huge mm. so I started feeling better having more energy because I changed the diet I started putting things put, start, it's a basic basic human instinct eating isn't it basic level yeah <laughs> start doing that right do you know when you start doing that right had more energy so I could train in the gym and when I started training in the gym, I started feeling the physical benefits of training. Throughout that, through that growth, I started feeling more the mental benefits of it. 
I think I'm actually, I can actually do this. I can, I can do it. Do you know what I mean? The limiting beliefs I had about myself, thinking I was always going to be the big lad, mm. started changing. I started getting into reading, started getting into self-development. And then as I got into self-development, it, it, the snowball effect all started. And I am where I am now from sorting my diet out mm. for me personally. Yeah. So changing my diet changed my life and the ripple effect of that was huge, huge for me. And that's what I want to help other people do. I want to realize that when you start looking after yourself, everything changes. And what, how long everything did it take? Uh, you know, not, not for as much for the, you know, for you to, to lose the weight, for, but for, you know, the, the, the transition between, like you said, you know, feeling, be, like feeling self-conscious and, uh, you know, mm. low self-esteem and things like that. From when you kind of made the decision to say, right, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make a change, I'm gonna lose the weight here. Like, how long did it take for you to start, for you to almost realize that your self-esteem and confidence and things have kind of gone better, essentially, or gone higher? Yeah, probably, um, it's difficult to put a pinpoint on it, but probably sort of, it, it's, diff- it's really hard to say. I think now, probably about nine, nine months to a year when I really started noticing it. Yeah. It's like habits. It's like daily habits, isn't it? You don't realize you you do you turn up every day, but you don't realize the benefits of it until yeah months, years down the line. Yeah, that that's it. it. Is that daily practice? It's the reflection, reflecting back on it. That's you know that's the powerful mm. thing, and I think that is more. A lot of people will reflect, I think, but not they won't do it consciously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, won't, won't do it consciously. Whereas, like, I think when you're actually yeah. physically going, going, do you know what? You know, a year ago, I wouldn't have gone to said place or I wouldn't have done this mm. by myself. Like, for example, a big one for a lot of people is is going places by themselves. You know, so I think yeah. a lot of people will have an almost, almost an anxiety about going to a certain place or, or just anywhere without having yeah. to be with them. And that in itself, I think when people do well, actually go somewhere by themselves, then that becomes like a big thing for them. They might not realize straight away, but then, you know, reflecting back, they might go, oh, do you know what? I'm actually really proud of myself here because I've just started coming or started doing this by myself and I didn't need, you know, somebody yeah. to come with me. And I, I'd probably say I was like that. You know, I am um, a very sociable person. So like, you know, I, I do like having people around and stuff like that, but then I can actually go and do things by myself. But the big thing, one, one of the main I'd say pivotal moments for me is like I wanted to, when I wanted to get into business years ago. This is before I had the tattoo studio, so I was like 19 at the time, not even like there might have been 18. I wanted to get into those kind of social circles with business and learn from other people and stuff. So I went to yeah. a, a round table meeting. Have you heard of the round table? It's like a, no, I haven't, but I'm interested in it. Tell me more. It's like a, it's a I, I don't know if it's just in the UK or not, but you know, it's a Similar to the similar to the Freemasons to a certain extent, but you can apply online, okay. whatever. And it's kind of a, a group of like business individuals and whatever. They help each other and they help the community. They do some charity work and things like that. But it's a it's a network of of people essentially. And yeah. um, I, you know, I went to that. I only went to one meeting anyway. I, I, to be honest, I did feel out of place because they were a lot older. They all had businesses, and you know, you got me turning up in a three piece suit, <laughs> not knowing what the fuck I'm doing. Um, you yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I went there by myself you know, rocked up in a suit. And for, for me, that was a big thing. Do you know what I mean? 18-year-old guy, you know, kid. Oh, yeah, massive. School and stuff like that. You know, it was it was a moment where I thought, well, actually, I've just gone and done something on my own here, which is potentially, yeah. gonna, you know, like I, I like I didn't take it any further, but I thought, you know what, I, I know now for another point, if I, 
you know, if I want to do something, I can go and actually do it by myself. And it's not the end of the world. Like everybody's really accommodating and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And I think I, I, I resonate with that. I feel that I think I, I am, um, I've done a lot of sort of boxing classes. It's like yeah. going to a boxing gym on your own. Mm. It's like you're, sh- you're yeah, shitting yeah. yourself between you turn up and think, fucking hell. I'm gonna I don't know what it's going to be like. They're going to get there. No one's going to know me. Are they going to try and, is it going to be aggressive? Like, is it going to be, mm. is it going to be like, they're going to be sound? Are they going to respect me for doing that? Or are they going to think, Who, who's this guy turning up? Like, no, mm. I, def- I definitely feel like agree with that. And luckily, that's something I've always been quite good at just turning up and thinking, look, I want to do this. I'm going to just put myself out there, luckily. But yeah, for some people, it's, it's a massive, massive difficult thing to do, isn't it? Especially even like going to the gym for a lot of people. People that are, like for me, and the people who are help, going to the gym will give them anxiety because they'll think they don't know what they're doing. People in there are watching them and there's this whole stigma around just turning up to the gym is massive for some people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes having that person next to them and having that person that they can trust to go with them or advise them is what it takes for them to start getting the results, isn't it? Yeah, and, and also, like, I think this is where the mindset comes closely related to, you know, what you've said there, you know, in terms of, it's not just, you know, you're not just coaching them on nutrition, you're coaching them on the mindset that comes with, with mm. nutrition and dieting and actually how to, how, yeah, like, you know, like, like you said but there, about how to actually build up your self-confidence so that, that, so that you're able to go to the gym or to go running, you know, which will in, in turn obviously help with the, uh, you know, with, with bringing the weight off, which in turn will, uh, like you said, create that ripple effect into, and build up your confidence. Yeah, so, 100%. I think... One of the book, one of the books I read that was a massive thing for me. You probably read it. Is mine mindset by Carol Dweck? I haven't actually. No. You haven't read that. It's about the great. So she introduces like the fixed and growth mindset. I might. I think I've got the audio book, but I haven't started it. I've, I've got a couple of them. It's but a yeah. life changing book that, and that just that goes on the argument about fixed fixed and growth mindset. So like like for me, when I was overweight, I think I'm always going to be big. Hmm. I can't lose weight. I'm always going to be fat. I'm always going to be that guy. I've got, I've got these limiting beliefs about myself. Um, and it argues that it's everything the fabric to grow. Mm. So that just because you're not something now doesn't mean you can't be something. Mm. And it, that goes in every single aspect of life. And I think if you're going to, the first, when you first start something, you're going to be shit at it. Mm. You're going to be shit at it because you haven't done it before. Mm. But you need to know that if you keep turning up every day, you're going to get better. I need to adopt that growth mindset that people can change. You can change. I think with the, with the gym and it's like, yes, I'm not very slim now, but not, I'm not in shape now, but if I keep turning up consistently, I will get better. Yeah. And it's not just gym. That's everything. It's, it's not that putting yourself out there, going to things that you wouldn't normally do. Every time you do it, it's going to get easier. Every book you read is going to be easier to read. Every time you don't want to do something, you, it, it's just, it differentiates that you know, you can see yourself in so many aspects of how you've got these fixed mindset aspects about life mm. and how you need to adopt the right mindset about everything. It's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant book. Well, the, what you said there as well, but the, uh, one of the things that a lot of people do is you no know, reading. So some people just like, you know, some people are better readers than others naturally, I'd say, or whatever. And then you've got some people who, yeah. who struggle with it. And the type of, in a way, the type of fixed mindset that some person, somebody might have when it comes to reading is, yeah. oh, I'm no sure. good at reading. I prefer da-da-da or something like that. But then if you actually yeah. ask, well, when's the last time you actually read something or tried picking up a book? It's usually school. And, and, and this is the thing, interesting thing. They don't teach you how to read past, I think, the age is like, 
I think it's nine or so, or eight or something. The actual the reading age of most yeah, yeah. About nine years old because we still read with you know by saying the words in our heads. But then yeah, yeah. actually learn to read a bit better. You can re- speed read, you know, and scan lines. The information's still going into your brain, but you're not having yeah, yeah. To read the words in your head. Uh, and that is when you become like an ex, you know, a more advanced reader. But this is we don't learn that from from school. But that's, that's what I'm saying. A fixed mindset of somebody who might have yeah. struggled or been had shit for it in school. And then when they make you read out loud, like you know, read or read oh, this. Mate, I used to hate it. I used to be so bad at reading. I didn't pick up a book. I didn't. I, the first book I ever read was when I was traveling like two years ago and that was a Wolf of Wall Street sales book because I do sales I'm a salesman yeah. and that was the first book I ever read cover to cover and I was 20, 24 years old hmm. and it's like I haven't read I, but it's not I, had, I haven't read I was, I was shit at reading I was shit at reading I didn't do it I was, that was it I, was in I don't read I'm not academic hmm. I didn't go to uni I fucked college up I got I sat one I did um, sat one exam at AS and failed it because I went to the casino the night before. <laughs> didn't, didn't. And I was like, I didn't, I was like, I'm not academic, I can't read. That's not me. I do sales, I do people. That's it. Yeah. That and then I got into it and thinking, it was through the weight loss. And I was like, actually, I might not be this person who I think I am. Mm. I might have a bit more to me than this. Yeah, yeah. And then you pick up momentum and then you start realizing that, fucking hell, I've got a lot more than, I've got a lot more than I thought I had in me. This, the, the, the academic type model is this is where I think there's a lot of problems with it because what we're taught, you know, how old are you now, Ray? 25. You're 25, yeah? Yeah, I look older. I thought you were about 29. I thought you were older than me. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the oldest man in the room then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when, when we were in school, it would have been the same kind of curriculum and stuff. It's, it's only now starting to change in the next year or two, I think. But you know, there it's very much focused on particular things like English, maths, and science, which you know is seen as being academic. And if you don't, if you you know if you weren't good in those kind of three three categories primarily, you were seen as uh, dumb, dumb. Or if you're in set four, you'd be you know there would be a certain yeah. stigma attached to people who are in the lower sets. But then you might yeah. have somebody who's incredibly great at art or like drama or music or any of the kind of the creative arts, or they might've actually found like in some schools, mine was not the best, you know, but you'd have like other options. So I don't know, like some people could like do technology. And... Yeah. So technology or mechanical, uh, mechanical yeah. in, like introductions to that and stuff. And I think when they started doing that kind of stuff, that was better because you know they're inter- they're integrating different things into more other than the core mm. subject. And like you said, but there, right. You, you know, you, you had a certain perception about it until you got to a point where you found something that really interested you. And all of a sudden you realized, actually, do you know what? Fuck, I've got a lot, a lot here. And same with me. Yeah. I don't wait to the last, literally the day before the deadline and it's boom, try and smash it out and do it. You know, and yeah. I have things now. I'm exactly the same. Uh, but when it comes to doing stuff that I really am passionate about, I love doing that I know benefits other people, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I'm going at it, you know, 100 miles an hour. Yeah, hundred percent, and I think that's I resonate massively resonate with that. I think all I from the age of seventeen, all I cared about was going out and partying, drinking and partying. Mm-hmm. So all I cared about, yeah, because I was good at it. <laughs> I, mean, I played for Brighton. I played for Brighton when I was young. I played for Brighton at football for like three years, and I played for Sussex at cricket when I was younger as well. Mm-hmm. So I was good at sport. Good at school was easy, and then I got released from everything, 
just as the age everyone starts drinking and then that was it. Like, mm. I was good at sport, now I'm good at drinking. Yeah. You know I mean, I was good at partying, I was good at drinking. And so I didn't give a fuck about anything else. I didn't care about anything else. Yeah. And then it had changed and I was like, actually, I was starting to like this. And obviously when you, when you do, when you are interested in something and you like learning about something, you do, you are good at it. It's like everyone has the capacity to know whatever they want if they care about it. Mm. I like, like us, we're obviously into our self-development and personal development because we like it. We like it. We like growing. We like growth. We like the thought of growing to our own potential and helping people along the way and helping other people realize that you have so much in you if you find the right, if you find your thing. Mm. Like for me, it's nutrition and training now. Yeah. Long time it wasn't. Um, and like, it's just that's what I want to do through that geezer and like move through my that diet for my online coach is just make people realize that that you are a certain way now, but you don't have to be that way. Mm. You need to figure out what you actually want, how you, and then let we'll work together and get there. But mm. never, you're never gonna get there. You're never gonna. There's no destination to get to. But it's that whole becoming is better than being sort of thing. It's like you need to enjoy the process. You need to enjoy getting up every day and striving towards that thing you want to get to. That learning, learning, growing, growing, and and yeah, and just helping people along the way because that's what I feel like has made such a big difference for me. Like now, where I've started talking about stuff that I like talking about. Before I was always interested in it, but I just keep it very personal. And then since I started my page started that geezer and started talking about the personal development and self-development mindset stuff that i talk about mm. people are i'm having such deeper connection with people and much better conversation with people because it's stuff that's actually important to me mm. and it's not just like i think i heard you on a podcast before you like you were sat at the pub and you're thinking yeah i'm going to the pub just to see my mates but i don't want to really be at the pub yeah. just to see my mates <laughs> yeah no that this- oh just yeah. yeah no it does it, it i yeah it's a big it, it sounds bad you know what i mean because i you know and I, it's not to say that i don't always you know i, I never enjoy because i do you know i enjoy having a catch-up with them you know going mm. there having a couple of beers you know and a laugh and talking about stuff and you know and it is i do love that but you know there was there's been times where you know you for over the years do you know what i mean there's been times over the years where i'm, I'm sitting at the pub and i'm thinking you know, I'm not really feeling this tonight. Like, why am I here? But then you're just out for the yeah. sake of it. You know, it's that tribe, or that tribe, not tribe mentality. Is that, yeah, yeah I think it's... Heard, yeah, tribe heard, yeah. Yeah, when there's a few yeah. of you and everybody's thing in, and you're just like, oh, fuck, I'm just going to go along with it because you don't want to be the, you don't want to be the one that steps out of the pack. You know, you want to be just thinking, yeah. you need to just go along with the pack, you know, and just have a couple of drinks and this and that. And then all of a sudden you're, yeah. you're 200 quid down a pan, uh, you know, Fucking t- you know, yeah, 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 yeah. The next three days, and um, and do you know what? what? One of the things you mentioned about the casino earlier on, right? Like, I think it's worth us touching upon this because uh, I, 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 I didn't, I wouldn't say I had a gambling problem, but I did use to gamble quite a bit. Like most most blokes do at some point in their life, I think, and they they, they yeah. have uh, you know quite a bit of ga- thing. Um, I can't honestly. I remember you know reflecting back. I never do it now, to be honest, because I'm just I just can't be fucked for it. But it's. Yeah. Uh, a lot you know reflecting back on my mindset and how dark my mind was after losing you know like a couple of hundred quid in the casino and stuff like that i, yeah. I, I literally i would punish myself by walking home it takes about 45 minutes to walk home but after a night freezing cold and i'm like walking or running home you know and i do that even though i'd had money to, to get a taxi 
I do it. I was going to say, is that because you spent all your cab money home? You had to walk home. That has happened. <laughs> That's happened. You know, and then I've been forced to walk home. But a lot of the time, I have yeah. like, in the wind and the rain and stuff, just because I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, right? You know, you've you've gone and blown your your money here and this and that. And you know, just reflecting on how much of a a bad mindset that is to be in, and how de- how detrimental that can be as well, because you're you're blaming yourself. Mm about you know it is it's something you've done and you've got to take ownership of it you know what i mean and i think that's yeah. important but you know the blame that you inflict on yourself after gambling and losing money especially when that money needed to go on other stuff so like I, lucky for me yeah. i had outgoings but i i've never had people dependent on me whereas like, you know people who are yeah. perhaps listening to this now who've got you know family they've got the kids they've got you know misses a house and this and that you know and they they're gambling quite a lot it's uh you yeah. know it, 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 can, it can affect your family life. Yeah, it's a dangerous thing to be involved in. And I, I, one of my uh, jobs I was involved in involved gambling. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it can be very, if you, if you don't have the self-control to be sensible with it, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be very damaging gambling. Everyone, I think everyone's got a close friend or friend, family member that has, has had or has or has had a, yeah. Problem with gambling, hundred percent. Um, so I mean, a lot of things, isn't it? It's like um, anything in it. Uh, everything's okay in moderation. The, yeah, this is it. You know, it can be. It can be fun, but I think when it relate because it's related to 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 money, you know, and the mm. you know that physical gain. It's it goes deeper again. You know, it's going. It's not just a a bit of fun then because there's that potential to win something to gain something from it. I think it goes a little bit deeper again. You know what I mean? It's like your ego yeah. and you know you you. You've probably been there as well. You know, it's it is it's all like the casinos and the bookies and stuff. They know it's based on odds and statistics. You know, luck's yeah, luck is not really. You know, you could call it luck to a certain extent, but essentially, it's not. You know, it's it is uh, they they've drilled it down and they know the odds and stuff, and their odds are tipped in their face a favor. So they'll know they know over time, as long as you keep playing, that they're going to win eventually. And yeah. I think when we get into a casino or the bookies or something like that. You know, you're like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. You talk about that kind of, you know, that that sort of like intuition. Yeah, yeah. And I think I do believe in all of that. I do believe in intuition. I do believe, in, you know, in that kind of stuff. But I think when it comes to gambling, you're playing a really difficult or dangerous game because you could mm-hmm. say, oh, you know, I'm, really, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. But then you could chase that yeah. number because of how you're feeling about it until you've got nothing left. Yeah. And I've no, I know people yeah. who have done that as well. They're just chasing numbers. And mm-hmm. you know, I know one friend, I've seen him lose. I've seen him w- go from £300 up to two grand. Then he, ch- he tried getting another tenner just for keep for his mother for some s- stupid reason. Lost it all, yeah. down to his last £100, went back up, got two and a half grand and then lost it all. Uh, I've seen him just after the, you know, just uh, literally he was in the casino. So he's just after he'd been in there for an hour or two gambling. He yeah. won a lot of money over a couple of weeks. Right? He'd run about 23, I think. Oh, he started with about four and a half grand, you know, which he'd saved up. Yeah. Uh, he had a big, you know, good few weeks gambling. He went up to like 23 grand. He was looking for a house and stuff. And then I seen him and he blew it in on a Tuesday afternoon between three and five o'clock in the afternoon. And he'd literally, I, well, I walked in just because I seen his car. Uh, and his, his face, his, literally, I always remember his face because it was a face like thunder. And I was, pre- I was really worried about him after it because he said he'd blown seven. Yeah in two hours fucking hell 17 yeah. grand yeah he might have blown, I don't know what he did, if he did blow the rest of it but 
I can't begin to imagine how much that that sort of thing weighs in on your mind, your mental health, and and I think it's it's a very dangerous game. You know, it is. It's such an addiction. Yeah, yeah it is. I've got I've got I've got a close friend who who does the same thing. That he's got he bans he bans himself from the bookies, and then he promises his nan that he can't bet, and then he'll still bet, and he'll still gamble all his money and mm-hmm. go away for months, and then come back and won't even go out on his birthday. Yeah. We're like, we're all planning to go out on his birthday and then he won't be able to come out because he's spent all his birthday money on in the bookies. I think it's good what they've done yeah. in the UK now. I don't know if they've uh, they've done the same thing over in Oz or whatever, but in the bookies now, you can only do £2 a spin. I, I, I did see that when I came home last year to England. Yeah. I was, it was... Jeez. I was really shocked at that. Everyone was fuming. I was like, "What you Like, you can't. Yeah. Two quid. I know. Like, you can't it's, do anything with two quid. It's, you know what? And that, I think, I think, because the, the regulations, I think the governing body or something has, has yeah. that kind of regulation. Um, you know, and it's, it's going to shut all the bookies, you know, very, like before long. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them have already shut. But yeah, um, I think it is good because, in all honesty, like I used to pop in every now and again and put like twenty quid in or whatever. And I usually, not, not in the last couple of years, like I said, I've just I'll do twenty quid and that's it. But yeah, I, you know, there have been times where I'll go twenty, twenty, twenty. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's hundred quid. Yeah. Fuck. But yeah, two pound limit. Like I literally, I went in, I put twenty quid in, and they, I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" I was like, "Oh, sorry." I was like, "It's only letting me do." <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, yeah, there's a new law coming." <laughs> and I'm like, "Ah." Oh, oh. yeah. And, and 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 I just gambled away that twenty quid, and I was like, Do you know what? That was not ex- exciting in the slightest. I was like, I'm never doing yeah. this. And I haven't since. So it was. I think it's yeah. very very clever what they've done, but obviously it doesn't stop you from going to casinos or online and things like that. You know, there are still a lot of yeah. a lot of exposure to it. Yeah, I think that, that I think that we just did hit them on the head that that the the excitement of only winning what maximum seventy quid, isn't it? Seventy quid. Doesn't really do it for a lot of people now, does it? What's that now for the other oh, jack? Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. It's not. If, 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 if it two pound number, yeah, seventy quid. That's the most you can do, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. max bet. It doesn't really. That's not enough. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> no. really do it for most people, does it? No, it's not. It's the same as playing for free, isn't it? Because you can do the you can do the playing for free yeah. thing on it, and it doesn't have that same effect. And that's why I think that's why, like some people, for some people, it will. I think some people will do it yeah. and play the free thing, and it's it's more about the game then. Uh, rather than the winning yeah, yeah. situation that they can, you know, and that will do it for them, the little bit of excitement they get from that. But for a lot of people, it doesn't. But I think it's, uh, yeah, you know, I've known some people who've, who've gone into shit places with that. So it's, yeah. yeah. I, t- I would say if you're in that sort of a situation, if somebody's listening now and it is becoming problematic, you know, and, and it's affecting other areas of your life, it's just obviously high, kind of writing it down, maybe highlighting, hi- highlighting the things that you value in your life that could be jeopardized by you know by the gambling and by yeah. getting out of control um which is obviously yourself it's you know your partner maybe you know your, the relationship with your parents you know your, any kind of assets your house your car and all sorts of things yeah and then do you value the feeling that you get off this more so than you value you know spending time with yeah your and this and that. i think it's just shifting your shifting the, the paradigm isn't it shifting your thought process to think well this, yeah i want this stuff in my life i don't want to lose this stuff in my life so I'm yeah. going to focus on that more, and it, it is. It's a difficult. It's a difficult thing to get to overcome, really. But yeah, hundred percent. I think what you just touched on there about having your values and understanding your values. I think that that's essentially everything, isn't it? I think once you, if you're not consciously aware of what you value, then you don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. when you do actually 
understand what it is you value and that's where we that's what's changed a lot for me recently where learning about the self-development and learning about what do you actually care about like if you actually put the pen to paper and actually think about like what's important to you is it for me like at the time it was going out and having for a long time it was going out and socializing going out and enjoying myself going out and just chasing everything mm. But yeah. then I thought, like I said, but then it got to problems like, no, I actually want to, I value my health now. I value what, how I feel about myself. I don't value the chasing the weekends anymore. Yeah. And, and what we said about, like, what we were talking about before, about um, when you're sat in the pub and so on, thinking, yes, I love my friends. I love my mates. I love my mates. But doing the same things as they do doesn't align with some of my values anymore. And like, it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not, it's, it's just is what it is. Mm. It's like, I still value, I still love my friends. I still, I still that you haven't changed. Our relationship hasn't changed. Oh, but man. how I see myself and what I want has shifted. Yeah. So it's nothing to do with what you get up to. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. Yeah. But what I want to do for myself now has changed. So that's why I'm doing different things. And, that's and why I'm not coming out every weekend. People look at it as being almost selfish or, or like, I think, I think they feel like it's selfish. Don't they? You know what I mean? You feel like it's selfish when you're doing stuff for yourself and you're not spending time with friends and things or you, or you feel, I don't know, like even your friends might think, well, like what's going on? You know what I mean? Why don't you like, you know, and they, they might, like, you might get like slagged off and this and that, but I think that's part of the growth process because you know, it's not like, I'm not, not going to understand the journey that you're on. You know, and when you make yeah. that shift, some people will. Some people, you know, your friends will be like, "Oh, good on you, mate." You know, that's that's awesome. Like all of my mates, they they understand. You know, what I'm doing now is so it's not like a lot of the stuff that I talk about and I'm into is not aligned with who they are. And they'll you know, a few of them will admit that, but yeah. you know, they they do understand that I've taken this different parallel in my life and I'm doing different stuff. And like the you know, for example, like the pub, it's you know, I'll have a go, I'll go and have a pint now and again and stuff, but it's not for me. Do you know what I mean? Like one of my mates, he always. He, yeah. he, takes a piss he's just like that he's like you've never been in a pub in your life do you know what i mean because because uh, i never I yeah. that much anymore, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. but uh yeah it's i, I think it does you it, there is times or there are times right, in life where you just need to be not selfish but you need to just t look at yourself and, and figure mm. what you want like you said values once you get your values and, and you know if you like helping people, if you like socializing and being connected with other people, if you like being in nature, whatever it is, you know, you pick out those kind of core values about who you are, who you believe yourself to be. And then yeah. you find things that align with them. You find things what, you know, that are in those, it gives you that direction. So instead of just, you know, if you look at yourself as this little circle, little speech bubble, almost like you do like a spider diagram and you've got the bubble in the middle, which is you, you know, if you are, just spouting out different ideas all the way around about like, you know, your core values, there's going to be, you don't know which direction to turn in, you know, turn in. But then if you've got one little mm -hmm. area over here, which is self-development, and then you've got another area next to it, which is connecting with people and blah, blah, blah. You can focus everything in that direction. Doesn't, you know, yeah. and it's not, you're not spreading your resources essentially. Like I, I've been a fucking nightmare for that. I've been terrible for that. For yeah. You. Yeah. But it's, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, and that's the thing when you are so, and that's the thing like when you don't know what you're doing, you're just you're just everywhere, aren't you? It's like a, yeah, yeah, you're like a candle, you just you're just shedding light everywhere. But then when you do figure out what you want, you can have that laser focus. And like for me now, I value sort of getting on. I don't want to regret anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to regret anything. I don't, I want to keep moving forward. I don't want to stand still mm. because if I stand still, I feel like I'm going backwards. I want to keep progressing. I want to keep growing. And I want to get on, and that's why I'm trying to do what I can do now, 
to get on and to be successful and to do the things that I want to do mm-hmm. because I don't want to regret anything. You That's, know what I mean? And like I said, I'm ha- Yeah, no, I was going to spot on, no stone unturned. It's, you know, that is, mm. I, th- I think there's going to be things that we regret. I think, you know, naturally there's going to be things, like a couple of things where you go, oh, you know, I could have done that better. But I think what, you know, what's important yeah. is to like to do what you're doing now. Just, just run at it. Yeah. And say, I'm going to make sure that I don't leave anything on the table uh and even if there was one or two things left on the table that would be outweighed by the amount of stuff you've actually fucking done anyway so you just go well do yeah. you know, I can't do everything i've done I'm, I'm happy i'm satisfied with the things that i've achieved the things that i've done you know the effort that i've put in and i think that's what's important isn't it yeah 100 percent. and then what i say for that was really i can't remember where i heard it but it was really resonated with me it was like it's all about your intuition and thinking if you go through life, you go through every step thing and what feels right, what 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 aligns with my values. I know if I do what feels right at the time because it because it aligns with my values, you can't regret it. No, no. Because you know action thinking it might be the bad it might have been the wrong decision on reflection and in hindsight, but at the time I know that I was it felt right, so I don't regret it. I can learn from it. Spot I can up. move on from it, but I don't I don't regret it. Have you heard the Steve Jobs uh, Stanford commencement speech? No, oh, no, is it, is that's one for you to watch. I, uh, I'll send it to you. You can find it on YouTube enough, but uh, I will. I'll send that to you, right, guys? For everybody listening, yeah, get on that speech literally straight after you've listened to this podcast. Watch it. It's probably, I would say, it's the best talk that I've ever heard. It's 15 minutes long, right? Yeah. It was just after he had pancreatic cancer. He recovered at that point. Uh, obviously, he died then a, a few years later i think it might have been i don't know it's a couple of years later six years later maybe but he says i'm going to give you three lessons or three stories from my life right and he goes into it mm-hmm. and i want to explain it all here but the what the one that really resonates me the one that sticks with me is pretty much what we were just saying but there right about you know in hindsight or reflecting back you can see the value in it but what he talks about is connecting the dots so he says that i think i might have mentioned this in the podcast with emily if i saw it so if i am repeating myself to the people listening i do apologize but um you know he talks about when he was in college he dropped out because his parents were paying you know loads of money for him to go to college he just couldn't see the value in in it you know because he didn't like yeah. what to him so he dropped out of the course but then just stuck around going to you know the odd class here and then just as a drop-in so he went into, um, because he did that, he was free to pretty much do what he wanted. So he went into like a, a calligraphy course or something. He said he loved it. Yeah. You know, it was really, really good, but it had no practical application to his life. But he said, but it made a lot of sense 10 years later when they were designing the Macintosh, the first version of, uh, of Mac. Uh, and they designed it with like, you know, really good fonts and calligraphy and, and things like that. So he said, Microsoft then copied you know, what Maca did. And he said that, you know, it's quite possible that no phone would have, you know, the kind of typography that it's got on it now had he not dropped in on that calligraphy course. And he just says, you know, he's like, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. So you've got to trust that they they, they will somehow connect in the future. And it's, uh, it's, honestly, yeah. it's stuck with me and it's amazing because I reflected on my own journey then, right? And everything has happened over yeah. Last few years, and you know, with meeting Jordan, right? So obviously, meet we've met through Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Always get a plug in on the podcast. He always, uh, <laughs> always yeah. uh, but you know, me and him would have never met and done a lot of the stuff that we've you know done together had I not done several things before. And you know, I could I was able to connect the dots and see how these very small, 
almost seemingly insignificant choices made a massive difference in the proportion of what everything I'm doing now. And it's the same with yourself as well. You know what I mean? I'm assuming. Oh, when... 100%, 100%. And do you know what, do you know when you say that it's, it's, it's crazy because the, the first book I read in Australia mm. was called so good. They can't ignore you. by Cal Newport. Haven't you? And it's about how, and it's about how to find, I've got it here. That one. Okay. I'll have a little look at that. And it's why Trump, why skills Trump passion in the quest for work you love. Mm. Right. And it's all about it's anything, follow your passion, find your passion, find your dream job. It's like, yeah, that sounds great. But realistically, people don't know what they're, A, people don't know what their passions are. Yeah. And B, how the fuck are you going to turn it into a job like that? You can't do it. Mm. So it reverse engineers. It looks at all these people from all different walks of life. These sort of, scientists, presenters, authors, artists, musicians, all these people who love their job. Mm. And okay, okay, you love your job. How did you get there? Reverse engineer it, which seems like a good idea. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, now you think about it, I think that's actually quite a good idea, isn't it? Oh, no, it does, yeah, it um, is. No, it's head, isn't it? yeah. And a lot of it was thinking, so basically what, what, what I took from it was, okay, find, find a job that you're good at. That you don't mind going to, like you, you're relatively good at. Everyone's got these different skills. For me, it was sales, um, like recruitment. For me, um, if you're if you're a good Sparky, you're a good electrician. Great, do that. Get good at it because you're there anyway. Mm. You're, you're there eight hours a day. So you might as well get good at it while you're there. I love and that. And then while you are, yeah. No, I do. I love doing, that. Yeah, so many people are getting by. You might as well, like it's such a good point that is. Yeah, I'm mean, like while you're while you're doing this over time. Try new things, explore yeah. your passions, figure out what you like doing because over time you do naturally find out things that you are interested in. And for me, it was nutrition. Mm. I was reading about it, I was looking at it, I was talking about it in the office all the time. Um, and one of the chapters is small wins, small, small wins equal big results. Mm. And another point, the what I took again, people read everything differently, people interpret everything differently, don't they? But what I took from that is thinking if you like doing something. If you actually are interested, upskill in it. Not with the thought that it's going to lead to a career, but lead to a career thinking it, it bolsters your skill set. You learn more about the things that you like learning about. So it's win-win either way. Yeah. Yeah. And someone, so I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. And I was like, I like nutrition. Why don't I do a nutrition course? Mm. I was like, I don't, want to be a nutri- I don't want to be a nutritionist, but I am sat in the office listening to these conversations about people thinking it's all about Herbalife, uh, T-Tox, all these things in the office. And I'm sitting there thinking, you lot don't have a clue what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I have, I have just as much credibility as you because I've read an article, you've read an article. Mm. So who's to say who's right? Yeah, yeah. I know I'm right. I know I, remember I was right because I was, I was losing weight and I was getting, I was on the journey. Yeah. And these people are fluctuating and, and so I was like, I'm going to do a course anyway, just because I want to do it. Um, and then by doing that, what we're in if i if i hadn't had that mindset i wouldn't be where i'm now I wouldn't be that diet geezer yeah and now on reflection like all the things like all the that job about finding your dream job and finding your passion yeah yeah like, i've found it i've found it now because i know i know who i am i know what i want to do and i know that since i read that book hmm. my mentality was okay i like learning about this i'm gonna read it because i want to bolster my skill set yeah. all the personal development stuff the mindset books the um 
I've listened. I bought thirty-five books on audiobook now in the last year. Like, yeah. I just smash audiobooks. Like I start with why all these all these things I've listened to now. Start with like, what? every single one. Yeah, and like all these things I'm not haven't haven't read them because I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to use that to build a business. Mm. It, I'm interested in it. Yeah, yeah. And like as I go, as I progress forward, and when I'm talking to you and talking like things, it things are come things come to me like not that I'm consciously read anything I think that's really important to me but things that, like you said connecting the dots for you for reflect back and think oh that's from that book that's why i think like that because i've read that then and that resonates with me that's why i'm making the decisions i make now so when you say that about connecting the dots backwards it's massive for me that you massive. you will you will love to steve jobs the steve jobs talk right i i, yeah. I you right you you message after now and you go fuck that was the best talk i've ever seen like, it is because like you said but there it does it makes you think about everything that's happened in your life up to date um you know and also the, the other stories he talks about as well like i say it's 15 minutes long but it's amazing because it does it does really make you mm. think about life in a completely a completely different way and, and one of the things i was going to say as well is like you said about you know um so you know, obviously finding a passion is difficult it is you know it's e it is it's a lot easier mm. said than done to find your passions uh but what i always advocate for people is is find your interests so you know your interests are the almost the spark that leads to the fire which is the you know or the, the, the sorry the it's the, the spark that leads to the you know little bit of ember that starts burning or whatever which is your passion you know which grows into a little bit of a smaller fire which turns into an inferno yeah. then when it becomes your purpose you know and i think people look yeah. at purpose and sometimes they find it a lot easier than some people uh, but you know, mm. a lot of people won't actually go and find their purpose. They're happy kind of getting by, uh, which is fine. You know what I mean? I think that's that's great. You know, yeah. Great. yeah, yeah, yeah. all, but if you are somebody who wants to you know, to develop and you're not kind of completely content or you're not satisfied with with you know how you are as it is and you want to keep pushing and stuff, then I think in for the people who have got that kind of a mindset, then yeah, I think that's probably the best way to to look at it. Is right, you know, if you want to make a change in some way in your life you know, look for those little interests, you know, those things that, you know, even if it's, like you said, there's no way that you could turn it in, or you know a way at the time you think you could turn it into yeah. a, some form of income. It's just surfing as an example. Yeah. Like, I, I Obviously, there are ways to turn surfing into an income, but not for somebody who's just starting out. Do you know what I mean? I was like, it is what it is. I'm just yeah. going to give it a go and try it and blah, blah, blah. Um, but now that I'm getting into it more, you know, there's opportunities and ideas that are coming up in that sort of area, do you know what I mean? Where I'm thinking, oh, yeah. okay, do you know what I mean? And you're, you're starting to see, you know, you're starting, yeah. you're starting to see how you can turn it into something which is passionate, which, and also like one of the things that me and a friend are talking about is something that would help people in the process while, you know, having a bit of fun and, you know, a bit of a laugh while we, while we do it, do you know what I mean? So there's, it, it, and that's, that's, that's what literally all it, you know, we did was start, start doing something that we were interested in doing found that we had a, you know, yeah. a passion for it and loved doing it now we're doing it a lot more you know and essentially if we look at going on like going forward with the you know the business we're looking at doing that can potentially become a or be aligned essentially with you know at least my yeah. purpose and his purpose as well so like i said mine is is helping people and it is on that you've yeah. so yeah that that's that's a good little yeah. model i think to try and Oh, 100 percent and like i think when i it's that start with why when i was that oh, i love that i love that because i think it's how you position yourself and i'm talking to griggsy about it shout out to griggsy by the way you listen to this yeah. mate uh impact yeah. um 
I said to him about your position at the start, like when you, you need to position yourself at the start to leave yourself open. Mm. Um, and like you said, that when you leave yourself with helping people, you can do it as long as whatever you want to do. If it aligns with helping people, it aligns with helping people, and it aligns with your purpose and passion, doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah. what I say to people, I think because since I've started doing this, I'm trying to encourage my friends. Do more, do more, do more. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And some of them listen to me, some of them don't. I'm talking, sometimes I'm talking to a brick wall. Other times they take it on board and won't do anything about it. Other times they take it on board and think, fuck me, Ryan. Thank you so much. That's really helped me. Mm. Um, and then what I said was like, figure out what you like doing, figure out what you're good at, and figure out how you can combine the two to help people. And then you've got it. Yeah, yeah. What you're good at, what you're good at. Um, what do you like doing and how's it going to help people? And then you've got it. It's not as, as simple as that, but I told you a friend today that she's a makeup artist. Hmm. I was like, you can teach people how to feel beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And then that's it. Do you know what? I've got, a, yeah. I've got a friend, right, who he, he's one of the most positive people I know, right? Uh, Josh Grace. Oi, oi. Um, no, you, you, <laughs> you probably won't listen to this actually, right? But he's uh, like, what I love about him, right, is he, so he, he's working as an estate agent at the minute, right? And he loves it, right? Because he's, he reminds me of yeah, you. Very, there, very yeah. going, you know, very positive. Um, and what I, I and I, it's interesting because I know what he's doing. It's just him as a character, right? He says, when, when I'm like, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, what, what are you up to today or this and that, or whatever. He's like, oh, I'm selling dreams, right? Because that's, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's what he's doing when he's, he's uh, he obviously selling his houses. And I know, right, that he's not like, like I say, he's not interested in self-development, but I know that is a self-development like principle in itself, isn't it? He's he's looking at the higher purpose of what he's what what he's doing. He's not like a lot of people yeah. are like, oh yeah, I sell, I sell houses. His is like you know, he's like, no, I'm selling people's dreams. Do you know what I mean? I'm selling people their dreams, and it's like it's a slight shift, but he absolutely loves it, and he is so much. You know, from what I've you know, he said, he's a lot more effective, you know, than potentially a lot of the other people. And that he works with and stuff, just based on his enthusiasm to to do it, yeah. his kind of his his reasoning that he's attached to it, but behind the scenes almost. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that's what you said. Like, I think he might not consciously be aware of it. And think I don't do self development. Yeah, it's not my it's not my game that. But people will have natural attitude towards certain things. Mm that we would be like, yeah, that's that you're showing this attribute, you're showing that attribute, like, <laughs> yeah. you're showing the growth mindset. Do you know what I mean? Where we, where we understand the psychology of it and read the books about it. This is it. I think a lot of people that won't be involved with it will be doing it naturally. Yeah. Because it's naturally what they do. I've got one of, my, one of my best friends, he's sort of one of those level, level-headed guys I know. He's done a lot of, he's done a lot of um, sort of martial arts growing up. Mm. And like, probably the discipline that he learned from martial arts makes him more disciplined in life because he's just chilled. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't get angry because he doesn't need to get angry because he knows it doesn't it doesn't solve anything. Mm. Whereas other people might think that's being mindful of being uh, practicing mindfulness when he's just naturally grown up in a disciplined environment. And what I th- what I think it is with martial arts as well, pardon me. Um, I think with martial arts as well, like not in every case probably, but in the majority of cases. Because they're, they, you know, they're they hard, they're hard motherfuckers, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? A lot of the time, if they've been doing it, for, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they know they can fuck yeah. somebody. Do you know what I mean? If somebody's starting some shit, yeah. they, they're gonna go, they can wrap him up or whatever. But like, yeah. well, I think, I think it's that exact reason why they, it's almost like they come, they, their ego is very settled. They're humble. I mean, they? they don't feel like they, they, mm. they need to 
prove themselves by being, you know, going into town, swinging their arms about, and then just starting a fight with somebody and filling them in, you know, just just because I, you know, the, the I'm the big I am type thing. I think there are ones who have been doing it for a long period of time, like whether it's boxing or whether it's, um, you know, like mixed martial arts and things like that. I think Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu especially, yeah, you know, they they look at other people and they'll go. Well, you know, if they if they be a mouthy or they've been, you know, someone's giving them a bit of shit, they're looking at them yeah. thinking, do you know what? I don't need to react to this because I know that you know I can do. I can fuck you up. I can fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's really it, like you said, but there, you know, they're quite chilled then, and it's um, you know, there's, yeah. there's less ego at play in terms of making their decisions and you know, and and I don't know, being irrational uh, with whatever they say yeah. to. And they said, and they're just humble, aren't they? I think with the word humble, I think when you go into the boxing, if then you go into boxing and get knocked flat on your ass, it takes you down a knock or not sure two. They don't realise you're not the, you're not the big man you thought you were, and oh. just that. But then everyone gets, but then everyone gets knocked on their ass, hmm. and it's just a case of no one is the big man in the level playing field, and you go through. You, you just got to get back up. Yeah. And if you get back up, then you got to respect everyone else, hmm. and it's like, and, that, and that's all it is. You're gonna get that, and that, that, and then a lot of these principles will apply to life as well, aren't they? You're gonna get not the fuck out sometimes. Hundred percent. Get back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for first business, you know, it was a the big attack on my ego almost. You know, when the first business failed, because uh, I was like, you know, I had the, all these emotions and things going on, like, oh, I'm gonna be seen as a failure and this and that. You know, typical nineteen year old. Yeah. Uh, felt like I was. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, there's still a lot of immature thoughts going on. Whereas now I'm yeah. like, I don't care what people think because, you oh, know, like, yeah. I, I, I'm just going to do what feels right for me. And I think that was, you know, back in the day, like, you know, I, I did, I was, I put a lot more thought into how it was going to be perceived by other people mm. and, how, and why I cared than, than what I do now. And I think it was a, it's a gradual process, but you learn to overcome that, I think, you know, over time. That's something that's been resonating with me massively, massive, massively recently. Yeah. That I used to, I used to pride myself on being liked. I used to pride myself on having a lot of friends, and like, mm. and if someone didn't like me, I'd be like, oh, I'd take it as a person. Tell them why doesn't that person like me? Yeah, yeah. Whereas smart. now, honestly, I couldn't give a flying fuck because, <laughs> and I'm not, that's just the way. I, that's just because I know, like I said, with your values, like I know who I am. I know what I'm trying to achieve. I know that what I'm doing, I'm trying to do it for the right intentions. I know where my intentions come from, and that is through trying it be the person I can be to help people along the way yes again I might make the right decisions at some point and I'm but you're trying your best so and people's people are going to talk either way yeah yeah and yeah. that's what you mean that when when you start when you start putting yourself out there on social media like we have done recently um obviously I was shit scared at the start I'm thinking oh god what are people going to think about me but, but I know why I'm doing it yeah yeah and I know why I know I'm doing it because I'm talking to that one person I'm talking to the old me that person who is feeling insecure about how they look, mm. that person who has got everything going, everything's going well for them, but they cannot get on top of how they look, how they're, they're, they're the way they see themselves. Mm. And people's problems, no matter how big or small they are, everyone lives in their own world. And for me, my biggest problem, which was on my mind a lot, was how I looked. And that doesn't sound as drastic to some people. Some people's lives are much, much worse. Like massive more problems, and like, and that's not to take it away from them at all. But what I've really realised recently is that, yeah, everyone's in their own world, 
Mm. Everyone cares about different things and certain problems and certain things are massive to some people. And for me, like I said, if I, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is so I can help the people who, who are how I felt. Yeah. So if you like that, great. If you don't like that, great. Because I don't care mm. if you like it because it's going to help someone. The, and that, and that's, you know what I mean? As long as it helps one, like this is, I said to you this, this the other day, isn't it? You know what I mean? If, if one person takes one positive thing away from, you know, from this, then, you know, that's the, that's the mission done. You know what I mean? I think every single bit of content mm-hmm. I've put up to date, you know, I've had somebody come back at least once and just say, you know, like, oh, you know, I really appreciate you putting that out. Yeah. Whatever you know keep it up and, and it's like those little things that you don't need it necessarily to you know the kind of the gratification of mm. it whatever you want to call it but it's uh it's it's nice to have it because you know then that your mission you know is is is, is achieved. Yeah. i think image what you were saying about image right it's image is such a big thing and i think we, we you know i've talked about this in the podcast before you know with social media instagram and you know reality tv all of these different things reality tv especially because they call it reality tv how close to reality is it it's fucking not is it it's way off in a lot yeah yeah and it's like you know people will look at that then and they 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 see them as the people on the reality tv show as almost like point or 2.0 versions of of their life essentially so the the normal people but living you know less higher quality of life and that's not the case you know they're probably if you see them cutting about in the streets, yeah, they might have a bit more money than you, but are they not? They're still going through the same mental cycles. They're still going through the same, you know, the same fucking problems that everybody else goes through. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, and what I realized recently is, you know, for example, I know uh, I've got a friend who is, uh, you know, is a model. Uh, but then obviously I've got friends who, you know, people I know, girls I know who want to be, who want to be models, right? So they, you've got the two ends yeah. of the spectrum. You've got one who's successful, who's generating an income from doing it and, you know, and, and, and is, is seen as, you know, the type of person that other people then or the other girls would like, would be like, oh, you know, Joe, I'd love to be like that or this now. And, and they start idolizing it. It's not just, you know, girls here, but this is, this is blokes as well. So I, you know, I've got friends who, like I said, who, one or two who are like, I don't know, kind of, Get, getting to a point where they, they, they've got a good few followers and stuff in terms of being a model and then others who are looking at being a model. But anyway, like, I think it's a very interesting mindset because the ones who are, who want to be like the model are getting down on themselves for not having the certain features or the certain, you know, the look or the like, weight yeah. as well, do you know what I mean? The, the tone and things like that, that the model has got. But then if you speak to the model, like I said, I spoke to, you know, my friend, it's, they are, incredibly unhappy very unhappy because mm. their life and also how they earn their income is subjective or, or is, is directly related to how they look and also like if people are not yeah. seeing them as being beautiful as being slim and this and that and stuff if they're getting less engagement on their posts if they're getting less i don't know bookings and things like that that yeah. weight on their mindset because they're so focused on how they look and i think it's a very very it can be dangerous, uh, I would say, to be honest, if yeah. it's in that mindset and it, you've got the two ends of it. So you've got the people trying to be that and then you've got the people who are yeah. that thinking you know, and getting into a bit of a rut because of it. Um, and I think self-love is a word that I've only just, I know it's not only just come across, but I've only just really looked into it is from the Good Vibes, Good Life book by Vex King. Have you read that? I heard of it. I haven't read it. I've heard of it. But brilliant. Easy read. Really, really good. You know, you break yeah. Down, but self-love is something he talks about in it and it's essentially you know being happy with yourself you know for what you are while striving for better which is you know that's kind of yeah. what i've always tried to to do you know for the last couple of years 
And I, and I think in particular, like I said, the, the scenario I was given then, if you love yourself first and you, you know, not love yourself like that, you know, in an arrogant way, but if you're just content with yourself, yeah. well, I, I'm happy with, you know, who I am and, and, and what I'm doing and stuff like that, but I'm just going to strive for better in the process. It can, it gives you that little bit of mental clarity, I think. So you're not so, you know, you, if you want to be a model, right, you can strive to be a model, but you're not going to put yourself down about your nose or your, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that might get you down. So, well, in my, in my particular you know, thing, my nose is bloody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that, 100%. And, look, and that's what I say to my clients, that they think, they think like, whatever's happened now is done. Mm. Like you, you, where you've been doesn't matter. It's all about where, you, where you're going. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Becoming better than me. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you're going. Mm. And you can reflect and look back and think, I wasn't happy with that person. Or you can just move forward and think that I'm going to be this person now. Mm. And it's like from um, Atomic Habits. That's a, that's a brilliant book. Um, and it's like every decision you make, you vote towards that person who you want to be. And that's something that resonated. Like you, you don't eat healthy because you, you, you're, some, you're trying to eat healthy. You eat healthy because you're someone who eats healthy, mm. and you like you are you're you're going to the gym not because you have to go to the gym because you go to the gym because you are someone that goes to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like that identity shift. You, be, you become resonate with me. Yeah, you become it. Yeah. The, the, the person that you you're foreseeing. You're not trying to become it. You are it. Exactly yeah. that. Exactly that. And then if you keep doing it on a daily basis, you will. The, you have the you have the byproducts to show for it mm. you have the body to show for it you have the muscles to show for it if you're going to the gym you have the health to show for it and if and it goes for everything else it's like for if you for like for money wise and then career wise i think i'm not worried about money because i know that money's gonna be a byproduct of doing what i love doing if i keep turning up every day it's gonna get yes obviously it's gonna be a big thing but I'm not worried about having financial stability because I know that I'm going to eventually going to get there because it's a byproduct of doing the right things and being the person who I want to be. Spot on. Yeah. This is, is <laughs> literally exactly the same as, uh, you know, as the, the, well, my mindset about it, to be honest, mate. I honestly, yeah. it's, you know, I always thought, and I'm guessing you were exactly the same is, you know, the, you know, you're focusing on the money and, and what comes with the money to so the fancy the car, fancy cars and all that kind of shit, but not really thinking about, you know, yeah, okay, I'll set up a business to get there, but not really thinking about what the business is. And I think, like you said there, once you've identified your values and you've broken it down and gone, this this is the kind of stuff that I want to be doing because it aligns with my values, you know, you're yeah. like, you know, yeah, financial success becomes a, a byproduct then. And it's also, um, there's a word I'm looking for, you know, it's almost a, it's, 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 it's secondary to the the purpose of what you're trying to achieve so that you know the purpose is your main thing yeah. you know, what, what, what you're actually helping people or whatever aligning yourself with those values and those goals once you've done that then you know yeah okay financial income you know would be nice because you can live off it and stuff but like you said it's yeah. that, that is putting that first rather for, rather than focusing on the money it's focus on why you're doing what you're doing and that's what he talks about in start with why isn't it you know so yeah very important book. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's happened. Yeah, it is. I think, yeah. And that's, that's, that's the way I see it. I think people are different and it's one of those things. And that's why I love the self-development process and all the stuff that we do. I think you only, you only got to resonate with one, one sentence out of a book for it to be worth it, haven't you? And everyone interprets so many things different and gives it 
gives it value to their life. It's like you said about self-love, like, and like these things that you learn and you'll get told things, but until you can give it meaning to yourself, mm. that's when the penny drops. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like when you get, when you go through school and your parents, you're telling, you're getting told, you're getting told, you're getting told, you're getting told. You're not, you're not learning because you want to learn. You're getting told things. <laughs> and then you'll get told something and then you'll get, and then you'll read something where someone who you, who you aspire to be and you think, actually, my mum used to say it to me. And yeah. that's when that, ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why, that's why it's going it. And then it, then it sinks, then it aligns, then it sinks in. And then that's a long, you're in, that's, that's a line then. Mm. And it will keep, it, it happens at a time and thing. But yeah, when you actually go out to learn things, but then you attach meaning to something. Mm. And that's when it sort of sinks in. And compounded over time as well is the, is the big thing. Have you read the compound interest? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I thought it was just about finances at first, but then um, you know, it was uh, as we, as we went into it, it was obviously about yeah, you know, ju- just compounding in life. So like you know, like you said, everything, isn't it? Yeah, doing it over time. You know, it might well, not you know, like you're not going to lose the weight straight away, or you're not going to build the muscle straight away, or you're not going to, I don't know, have the million dollar business or million pound business straight away. But if you yeah. can make these small little shifts in your mindset in that direction you know over the compounded over time you know you've got a lot more uh chance essentially of uh, of reaching that eventuality that you wanted to get to exactly exactly that and i had, I had it on my whiteboard before it was um the albert einstein quote what was it it's um those who understand compound interest was it what was it it's um uh, i know yeah oh. if you it's like those that understand compound interest earn it. Those that don't pay it, something along those lines. Yeah, it was something. It was something like that. It's the Albert Einstein quote, and I had it on my board. I'll get um, it. And it uh, goes. It's a great quote. That. Um, where is it? Eighth wonder of the world one. Hey, that's it. Yeah, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the wonder of the world. He who understands it and uh, understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that goes and then and that's why I like there's so many things with diet and fit with diet and fitness this all the principles that are in diet and fitness apply to life as well you eat shit every day you're going to be fat do you know what I mean mm. but if you eat healthy every day you're going to have health you're going to be healthy mm. and it's like these small things the small changes again it's all small changes small your daily routine you are what you you are who you what another quote is about you are who you do on a daily basis or whatever like that but it was all about yeah. if you when you look at the day to day and you're making the decisions good or bad good or bad doesn't support your goals does it mm. that is where you're going to end up that is where you're going to end up and like with diet if you do make the bad choices constantly mm. you're not going to be you're going to be unhealthy but if you do constantly make the better choices you are going to be active and healthy if you train going to the gym you don't want to go to you're going to have the muscles I was going to say the similar thing you mentioned there. I've got it on the wall there because when you said it, I thought I looked over. Um, Ralph, Ralph, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, um, and that was the guy who started Walmart, I believe. Um, a man is what he thinks about all day long. So this exactly it's pretty much what you're saying there, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's what you know. Thoughts become things. The more you focus on a specific idea of who or what you are, you know, and you hold that hold that mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. Over over time, you will essentially even subconsciously you'll subconsciously move yourself into that direction of what you believe yourself to be so yeah if something that's negative and not good 
you know, you're going to be potentially attracting these unfavorable things more and more and more. Whereas if you do it in the other direction, yeah. Yeah. And there was one, there was one point, it was like, change the way you see the world, the world you see changes. Mm. And that was so, it's like, if you're walking around thinking, this is shit, this is shit. Oh, I'm having really bad luck. I'm having really bad luck. The world's grey. You're going to see a shit unlucky grey world. <laughs> and about if you on the on the flip side, I think, oh, the world's amazing. There's so much love in the world. I'm so grateful for everything. Everyone's happy. The world you see is going to be brilliant. Yeah, hundred percent. And that does it, the power of thought, the power of self, you, you, the self talk, and it goes again. For me, as a coach, you're telling yourself you can't do it. You're not going to do it. Mm. But if you're telling yourself, I'm going to fucking get that body. I'm going to be that person. I'm going to get the body I want. I'm doing this. I'm this person. I'm this person. It's that affirmation, isn't it? And law of attraction, that sort of thing. It's exactly, um, yeah. And it is so real. It is so real. It's not. It's not the hoo-ha stuff that some people make it out. It is. It is real. I mean, I think if you do get up every day and thinking, "I'm going to be the person I want to be," you're not going to be there today. You're not going to be there tomorrow, the week, or month. But you're going to get there eventually. Hundred percent. You know, I. I... Uh, obviously, I don't know if you've seen that, seen it, the 50 miler I did a few weeks ago. The whole reason behind doing that fucking stupid run, right, was because I had I'd been making it out to be something a lot bigger than it. Actually, no, I take that back. It was something fucking big. <laughs> it was hard. Um, yeah. but, I, but I'd been making it out to be this this bigger thing in my head than, and I knew full well, obviously, from doing the 35. You know, once I done the thirty-five, I was like, "Fuck!" Actually, actually sorry, we started before. I did the marathon, and I by that point, I'd only done fifteen miles before, and so it was a it was over eleven miles more. When I did the marathon, then I just jumped in and done it. I thought, well, actually, you know, I didn't even train stupid amounts for this. My diet wasn't the best, and whatever, my mind was, you know, on the fence when I was going into it. Um, but I still got through it, you know. And then I done one two late two weeks later, and because my mindset was better going into that race two weeks later, there was no training. Yeah. Between it, you know what I mean? I stretched off, I rested, you know, and then I went straight in and did one which was double the elevation, just as hot on a trail, which is, which is, you know, essentially it's going to take you more time usually. Um, and I shaved off, I think it was, I think it was like 45 minutes or something from the marathon. You know, it was wow. quite a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was, and the only thing that had changed, the two main factors, like I said, was one, I took supplies with me, so I had a bit more fuel and I wasn't relying on the stops and things like that. Uh, but the key yeah. factor was how I went into it. So my mindset going into it was, I've already done this, so I can do it again. Whereas I was doubting myself yeah. the first time around. You know, then I did the 35 mile. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, you know, I've done, and I've done that now. So yeah, I know I can, you know, what, what what's the limit? And I started questioning it, you know what I mean? And uh, the fifty. Next, David, you're the worst, David Goggins, aren't you? Somebody's been close. He's Goggins. But he's fucking next level. You know, I mean, he's he's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stuff he's doing is is bonkers. But I, I, his content and the stuff that he's put up as it did inspire me to to start questioning what I thought was the hmm. the stealing almost, and that's just, not just for running, but everything as well. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, hmm. for a lot of people setting up a business is. Is, is 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 really a shot there it's not you know almost something that's unattainable or you need a lot of money and you need a lot of knowledge about a certain area to do it and it, that's not the case you know like richard branson says yeah. uh, I've, I've quoted him with this before is you know say yes and then figure out to do it later that's essentially yeah. what he does and i think yeah yeah it's good to clue yourself up on situations first of all but if you have an opportunity land on you on your lap 
don't say, do you know what? Actually, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, give me a couple of months now. I'm going to go away and do some research and stuff, and then I'll come back to it because the momentum's gone, the opportunity might be gone. You know, whereas if you just go, yeah, I love that. Let's do it. You know, I'm I'm in. Then you just spend time figuring it out. That's you know, it, it can it's daunting it can be daunting and sometimes it yeah. blow back in your face but i think it's it's just taking advantage of a you know an opportunity do you know what well, it's funny i was speaking to a friend the other day because he messaged me and he said oh do you remember the idea you, you had last year and i and uh he sent me loads of laughing faces right he didn't say what the idea was but i knew exactly what he was talking about i was like Fuck it. i was like yeah. why have you brought that up literally right about a, it was about a year about a year ago i'd say right so last summer give or take I was walking to and from uh, the university uh, where I was working and, you know, I'd be walking on the main road in Swansea, right? So there was, I guess, Mumbles Road, there's two lanes, there's a lot of cars going up and down, so it's quite polluted, right? And I, I also found that when I was running as well, I'd be running and you'd be, you know, you just get the fumes, you know, in your chest. I was like, fuck's sake. And I yeah. thought, you know what, there's, it'd be good if they had fashionable face masks, right? Yeah. So, right. And I was looking into yeah, yeah. it. Uh, I messaged uh, a guy I know who's got a, um, you know, a company that does it and stuff. We had a little bit of a conversation and I never took it forward. And he messaged me and he said, oh, you, know what? He's like, you remember that idea you had? And I went, mate, don't. He's like, I said, I've, I know I've thought about it recently. <laughs> Can you, like, you know, if I had gone, if I had yeah. gone and I'd have gone for it, you know, they would have obviously been used for something else at the minute. And I was like, oh my God. Because, you know, even just a man, have, great opportunity, yeah. which slept. But I thought about it last night. I was like, do you know what? I was like, why don't I feel that bad about it? I, th- I, I do feel a little bit thing, but I thought, do you know what? I don't like the face covering thing at the minute. I know it's essential for, you know, for, for the reasons in terms of you no know, transmission and stuff. I just don't like the idea of the dehumanization aspect of it. So you're taken away from here down. And you know you've got massive amount of expression, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's. I think it's the, the reason I, th- I don't like it, the dehumanization aspect of it scares me. It's not for me personally, but for other people, it's a la- It's even more lack of connection with other humans, which is a yeah. in like depression and anxiety and things like that. You know, it's just not having these, these yeah. good connections with people. So I think it's quite dangerous in that respect uh, for what they're doing. So now reflecting back on the mask idea, I know I was doing it for the pollution aspect rather than obviously COVID because I didn't see it, but see it coming. But uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have probably liked the, you know, even though the money would have been great, I wouldn't have probably liked it for the fact that they would have been used for a different purpose other than what I'd intended. Yeah. You know, that that's just yeah. to make peace with the fact that I didn't fucking do it and lost a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. I feel but that. It is what it is, you know. <laughs> and that's it. I think, and that's what you said. Like, we, what's the saying is, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. Isn't there? Thinking you could royally fuck it up. Yeah. You could do it, and it could be an absolute nightmare. But it's okay because mm. you learn from it. Spot. Thinking, I took the opportunity for what it was. I took the opportunity for what it was, like I was meant to. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. But Oh well, I learned a lot from it. That's the, that, and that's it. That's the lessons. You know, the lessons are so so important. The reflection back shot on on mm. the thing done. You know, a lot of people won't do it. Or not a lot of people, sorry, but some people I know won't do it. They'll just put it down to a bad situation, but not try and see what can be done to go forward. You know, they'll take some lessons subconsciously, mm. but you know, I, I whenever I fuck something up, I'm there consciously think, figuring out 
what can I learn from this? What can I do to make things better? You know, even bad situations that happen outside of my control, I'm like, okay, what lesson can I take from this? You know, this situation. Yeah, you know, like I, my um, everything, and that's you're going, man. No, I was just going to say my my. So anyway, bad news. My cousin uh, died two days ago. Uh, you know, very very sad. Oh, sorry to hear that, mate. No, yeah. no, it, you know, it's, uh, and and that's what I, I had to kind of figure out what you know what what I can take from that mentally. Do you know what I mean? So obviously, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I do going forward now? Which I don't know, connects me with my family more, which makes me a better person. Yeah. You know, which makes me live life to the fullest. Whatever it is, you know, what I mean, just figuring out what lessons I can take from that, and it's. I think that's you know, when I've done that, that's how I've been able to develop the kind of mindset I've had. And it's the same thing with yourself as well. You know, what I mean, questioning stuff and then reflecting on it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think it's like there's going to be like there's always obstacles. Do you know what I mean? There's always things are never going to go your way. There's always shit things going to happen to you, and but. In every opportunity, though, in every single turn, of every every day, every opportunity, there's opportunity to learn, isn't there? There's opportunity to test yourself, and again, for us to who are on striving to grow, striving to be the best people we can be, it's it is that constant battle, it's constant spot opportunity. Think, okay, what? How do I deal with that? What can I learn from it? What can I learn from it? Is it is it an opportunity where I can grow? Now that could be in work, relationships, um, life fitness, everything, yeah. everything. So for me at the moment, my my visa, obviously I live in Australia, I live in Sydney, my visa is gonna come to an end very, very well. It, I've been told it could be today, it could be six months. Oh, so for me, my, the, rug, the rug is getting pulled underneath me at any day, Yeah. any day. So my whole lifestyle could go on for six to nine months, it could go on for a year. Mm. Or I could get a letter through the door tomorrow saying, Ryan, we'll leave. Yeah. But there's two ways you can look at it. There's looking at it and think, oh, that's so bad. Oh, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. But I'm, okay. I'm, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine with it. It's mm. not ideal. Obviously, it's not ideal because I love my lifestyle. I love my friends. I love what I'm doing here. I'm progressing. I am doing everything I can. I'm up at five o'clock in the morning going to, going to the coffee shop at 5.30 so I can work on my this business before I go to my other job because it's the only time I have. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing everything I can, but I'm okay with it. I'm completely okay with it because when it time when the time does happen, it's okay. Okay, it's time to switch on now. Mm. Back's against the wall. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to how are you going to make the best of this situation? Mm. And it wouldn't be for the books I've read. It wouldn't it wouldn't be for the connections I've made with people through expressing myself and through doing what I'm doing now that I would have that mindset because there was a time when I thought all I want to do is stay here. Yeah. Yeah. All I want to do is live here. All I want to do is live in Sydney. I want, I want PR. I want this. I want that. But now I've got my North star. It doesn't matter where I am. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't change. Much. It doesn't change. It doesn't change the plan. It may, it means it's going to take me a bit longer and it's going off on a bit of a tangent and it's just an opposite. It's just a, a different way. I've got to do it, but it doesn't change where I'm going. No, the circumstances have changed, but the mission is still the same, isn't it? Yeah, and that's... Exactly. Yeah. And I'm lucky. I'm so lucky. So, so lucky that I've got that to do. What you just said, but you, it's, uh, I read about this literally, I think it's a day, a day or two ago. Oh, there we go. Yeah. The, you know, it's, it's the, for the people that are watching, it's like the Daily Stoic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Is it, I think it's the one, uh, I won't read it all now, but it was... You know, um, is it you? 
I think it was yeah you it could happen to you I think the the title of it was and it was you know it, essentially what it's saying is what you've just said but really you know you don't know what situations are going to happen in life and, and how your fortunes are going to turn almost and mm-hmm. rather than mulling over it and being oh, I'm fucking gutted you know what I mean because this is happening it's going to be such a, a big hindrance in terms of uprooting and starting again and this and that you can either look at it yeah. like that and it, you know and offer this the our, that's the almost our default setting isn't it to focus on that kind of aspect of it but yeah. then you almost catch yourself in that thought process and go well do you know what like exactly what you've done is perfect you know what I mean it's taking a very stoic approach in it which is like you know the winds of the world are going to change you know am I going to change with them or are gonna, am I going to fight against them and I think if you go with the winds of the world you're all, you know it's going to take you to further shores but you know you're, yeah. you're discovering new land in the process and I think it's just part of it's part of the I don't know the craziness of life if you like if you like Part of the journey, isn't it? And that, and like, that stoicism is something I've had exposure to. It's something I want to learn much more about. Mm. But I've not, I love, like it's 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 a brilliant philosophy, stoicism, isn't it? I think the serenity prayer, the the serenity prayer, when it's saying, "Give me the courage." Um, what is it? what is a serenity prayer? That is one of my favourite things. Oh, um, it's what is it? Don't Give know. me the courage. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to search that up. I'm gonna have to search it up. I, know, that, I was gonna say, that, and, uh, is it on here? I don't think it is. It's oh, gonna annoy me now. Um, there we go. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that is so important. That's what I say to a lot of my friends. I'm like, look, you're worrying about shit that's completely out of your control. And that's the thing, I, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it could be on my mind all the time. And I'd be lying to say it isn't a lot. But it, I can't do anything about that. I can't. Mm. Like, that's a visa thing. I, I am it's out of my control. I can prepare for it. I can try and explore my options to see, okay, when it, when it happens, what are my options there? But it's out of my control. Mm. So I could sit in bed worrying about it all day. Or I could be getting up at five o'clock and trying to work on my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still becoming, you know, you're still becoming the, or not becoming, actually, no, you, you know, you're, you're, you are the person which you're envisioning, do you know what I mean? But you're in that, you're still in that mm. process in there, do you know what I mean? You're still working towards, you know, the the idea of who you want to be and what you want to become. Um, and like you said, the circumstances outside your control, you can't change that. You've just got to hope that they will change. So somebody who's living in Sydney, I don't know if you've met her yet, Sarah Maxwell. No. no, I don't think so. Oh, so no. Sarah Maxwell, she's out there with her boyfriend now, Lawrence. And she is, she's massive. So she's been on the podcast, actually. I think it's the second or third guest. You know, she is massive on the law of attraction, right? So, like, she tagged yeah. in a status when she was still living in the UK from five, five, six years ago, maybe six, yeah, six years ago, something like that, seven years ago, I don't know. It was a long time ago anyway, but it came up on her, like, you know, on her feed, you know, the, on, on this day or whatever. Yeah. And she put up a status on Facebook saying, in four years' time, I'm going to be living in Australia, doing my dream my doing my dream job, you know, blah, 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 something like that, right? And literally, she tagged me in it because about a month prior to that status coming back up, she had got a dream job, which is doing like social care work. Um, so she's, I think she's a youth case manager now working with, um, you know, with kids. 
for you know for a company or sorry for like a charity in uh, in Sydney and it's just you know like she put that out there and she orientated herself in that direction then it's come into fruition so I know it sounds a bit like woo woo almost but like you know it's yeah it's, she's orientated in a direction she's put her you know a focus in that direction and then it's it, it's come about you know it's taken however long for it to manifest into like reality you know so other people can see yeah it. she's always had in mind in that direction go going that way um you know and i think it's just i, I love hearing about that and, and everything with her you know what i mean with um like the visas i don't know what if she's had any issues with the visas and stuff like that but i know that her type of mindset is it, you know, it is what it is, but I'm, I am very much, you know, she, That's she's, I'm, I know it's going to work out exactly as it should, you know, and, and this is part of what I want from my yeah. life. So like, you know, I've, you know, you know, if, if it, if it doesn't pan out, it's because something big is coming and that's something that I probably adopted mm. from her is, you know, yeah. if something doesn't seem like it's worked out in your favor at one point, just take a stoic approach, which is, you know, it is what it is. You know the winds of the world, yeah. if you like, um, and just trust that it's going to be better. Mm. Just trust, trust yeah. that. and that's the thing you can't like. And like every 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 event is neutral until you give it meaning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this this thing can happen, and you think, oh, it's shit, or we think, oh, it's great. <laughs> it's yeah. either it's an opportunity, mm. or it's a nightmare, mm. and that is your how you perceive the event, and if like, it doesn't have meaning, it's a neutral event until you decide to give it meaning of what your of, of what your belief systems and your your values and your belief systems and how you see it um but with like the law of attraction sort of thing it's like for, for like i said i was when i was growing up like i said i wasn't spiritual like i'm not well not spiritual or wasn't spiritual um thought it was all bollocks do you know what i mean as a young lad going out of the piss all the time going to the pub watching football Never reading books, nothing. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't. It's not not in my not in my world that. And I just thought that yeah. who half shit over there. But obviously, as you get older, and it's true though, isn't it? It's true that that's what the the mindset of a lot of people is. Well, not that's what I, like, I was with. But then obviously, if you read, if you read and get into other stuff and sort of understand it a bit more, and it's from Think and Grow Rich. Which mm. have you read? Have you read that Think and Grow Rich? I listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah game changer that and that's just about like all this stuff it's not it's not you're sitting there thinking i want to i'm, I'm manifesting driving a lamborghini and you're gonna get a lamborghini mm. doesn't matter like that all it means is that like, if you believe in yourself that you want to get somewhere and you don't give up until you do it mm. you're gonna get it eventually whether it takes you 10 days a week a year 10 years 20 years 30 years you're gonna get there because you've got your laser focus and you are just working your way to it one door one door closes you open the next that doesn't open you open the next and that one. And it's just that relentless battle to get where you want to get to, no matter what, you, no matter how many times you fail, no matter what comes across, if you keep working towards it, you are going to get there. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what I'd say. It's not the woo-woo stuff. It's just, it's just grit and determination. You can figure out what you want and just get stuck in. And you know what? There's, there's, uh, while you're on the topic of that, right, James, uh, oh, fuck's his name, James Smith, um, who's out in Sydney, yeah. right? Um, so he done a video the other day. I might, I don't think I, fuck, I always mention it on the podcast, on this podcast, but, um, he done a video called regression to the mean. And he was talking about it. Yeah, like, I saw that. Yeah. It, it, to summarize it, you know, it's, uh, for the people listening, it's essentially just, you know, you're taking darts at a dartboard when you're in a pub with your mates or whatever. And it's like, 
you know, if you miss and you hit the board, you know, you might go out, you know, people laugh, we go, ah, you know, and, and you just brush it off. But he was like, you know, statistically, then when you throw another dart, you've got more chance of actually hitting a number, a you know, number or something higher. Whereas if you hit the, you know, the fucking bullseye, you know, the, the chance of you with the next dart then hitting something better is very, very low. You know, chances are you're going to get something which is not as good. And, you know, and, and it's essentially symbolic of life, isn't it? Because you've got, you know, these moments where you know you're hitting up here and everything's going great and then you're going to have moments which are down here and then it's going to fluctuate back and forth back and forth and back and forth and it's you know again it comes back to a stoic mentality where you just know that you know things could be great one minute but they could be shit the next and you're just going to sit somewhere in the middle actually the story which is quite relevant to that is that have you heard the story of the Tao the Taoist story of the farmer no but I want to hear it come on okay. come away so the uh, I might do it ju not just this year, but essentially, right? Is um you know it's like a parable or whatever you want to call it, like a you know yeah yeah story. Uh, but it says there's a you know there was a farmer who uh you know I don't know what one day he went out and you know his I don't know his horse his horse had died you know so his his, his horse had died and his neighbours came around and they were like oh you know su you know su such bad luck you know it's a tragedy um and he said maybe. And then, you know, on the next... I, I have heard this. I, yeah. I have heard this. Carry on. I can't remember yeah, yeah. it from that, but yeah, carry on. <laughs> um, you know, and then the next day then, uh, a lot of wild horses turned up on his farm and they were like, oh my God, you know, such great luck. And he said, maybe, you know, and then uh, the military came round and they were, uh, oh no, sorry, his son uh, broke his leg. And, you know, they were like, oh, you know, such a tragedy, blah, blah, blah. But then the military came around looking to, you know, to recruit them. Uh, and they, could, they passed his house by because he'd broken his leg. And he, you know, they said, oh, it's yeah. great luck. And maybe, and it's like, it, there's more to it than that, you know what I mean? But it's essentially like, that is taking a very stoic or like a Taoist approach on it, which is just, you don't, yeah. you're not uh, attaching, like you almost, I suppose, you're not attaching meaning to it. So you're not celebrating this fact because like you said, the, you know, the next, you know, what he's saying is the next day it could be gone. Do you know what I mean? Or my fortunes might, might not yeah. be. So instead you're just kind of straight down the middle and accepting the situation for what it is, you know, it's no better or no worse. And I, I, I think it's good to celebrate your wins. I'm not saying that, but like to, you know, I think when you have the peaks and troughs, the troughs feel a little bit less uh, scary and a little bit less horrible when you take a very stoic approach on it, which is like, you know, it is what it is. Mm. It's going to be good times. It's going to be bad times. And that's, and that's it. You know? Yeah. And I think that, that's saying, I, I use that a lot. I just say like, it is what it is. Mm. It's not good or bad. It just is. <laughs> yeah. And it just it just makes it easier to just go on with things, doesn't it? I think that, like you said, it's like when things are great, great. But when things are shit, it is what it is. Mm. And then you just move on, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just say, I'll just say no more. It's say no more. It is what it is. What's done is done. There's nothing we can do about it. Let's not even spend any time or energy worried about it anymore. Let's just move on. Spot on. Spot on. <laughs> what's what's next for what's next for that geezer now in terms of the you know everything you're doing? I know you said about the you know you're going to be doing the stuff and things like that. You know what? Where do you yeah see yeah that geezer? You know in the next couple of years. So, so essentially, what we want to be, we want to be the medium where it's like, so we are into our self development. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But a lot of geezers and a lot of people who are target audience and. When we say geezers, we don't mean just men. Mm. We mean people that resonate with the lifestyle, people that resonate with us, resonate with the, mm. want to get on, but want to enjoy themselves at the same time. 
we want to be the medium where we will go out and learn these things, mm. but digest it and deliver it in a way that geezers will resonate with in a practical way that they can apply to their life. Mm. And thinking, you don't, you lads, the girls, you don't need to go and read all these books and find out all this stuff and spend these hours reading this stuff. We will do it. And we'll tell you what you need to hear. We won't tell you anything else. We won't long-wind it. We'll tell you exactly what you need to hear to help you in your life. Mm. So we want to we want to build it into that geezer's guide to life, I and have it across sort of nutrition, personal training, mindfulness, and mindset coaching, and just be that medium where we will build courses, do a podcast, um, do coaching, and just give you the full holistic approach of mm. everything that you need. Everything that you need to be healthy, operate at a high level, enjoy yourself and have a strong mind and get to where you want to be. Our purpose is empower happiness and purpose. No, empower happiness and potential. Mm. That's our purpose. And our mission is to create a movement of the modern day geezer mm. who creates positive change in their communities. Because we don't want to, like, we're doing our thing, yeah. We're trying to get on, we're trying to build our thing and we're slowly building a community of people. Like we do a boot camp on a Saturday. Mm. So we had 23, we started off with two or three people, now we're at 23 people on Saturday. Mm. And it's it's sick. Like we love it. Like we get down, we have a coffee, train, jump in the sea, and then we go to brunch mm. as a team. And like it's people that and then we'll all go out in the piss after. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you can still do everything you want to do, but you can still do it in a way that is not going to damage you, but you're going to grow from it. Mm. And that's where we sit. We want to do courses. We want to do coaching. Me personally. Um, so I'm obviously that diet geezer and I'm starting a program called the weekender. Mm. So my online coaching program is going to be teaching people who are successful, who consider themselves successful and social people, because everyone wants to be, everyone wants to think of themselves as successful. Do you know what I mean? Like the, in your job, most people will consider themselves quite good at their job. Uh, most people will consider themselves having a good relationship with their friends and family, um, or at least the people they want to be friends with. But then a lot of people can't balance social life with body health, with health and composition. Yeah, because it is very difficult. Because the, and what I think scandalous, I think the information that we get fed through the media and the news. What you receive and what you take in is always, you know, there's always an agenda behind it. Someone's written something that's going to send the product behind it. So it could be carbs of fat and it's, who's it written by? It's written by someone sending you a keto. Yeah. Um, and like there's all these different, all these different examples. And I just want to teach people the, the understand thinking, I'm not going to give you a meal plan. I'm not going to give you a diet plan. I'm going to educate you. So you can build your lifestyle around the food you love, your routine, what you like doing, that supports your goals as well. Yeah. And that's my that's my own personal mission to do that. But in the collective, yeah, we want to build that geezer into a platform where people will resonate with and think they'll resonate with my story. They might resonate with Steve's story, they might resonate with Rob's. Um, and hopefully they resonate with the story that we'll get from our followers. Um and then just have everything they need to be successful through what we go and learn and deliver back to them, basically. That's the plan. And it gives us, and like I said, we, 
I want to have a podcast. I want to do what you're doing. I want to talk to interesting people. I want a personal mission for growth. Mm. I, I want to grow as much as I can, but I want my friends to know what I know. I want the people that resonate with that geezer to know what I know because I, it would help them. I was going to, and I was going to say that's like, you know, what you said there is like, it's, you've got your values ready, you know, you've got the mission ready and stuff and it's in, it's in process and you're already seeing, like you said, the growth from what was it? Six people to 23 people with the book bootcamp was it? Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. just seeing that growth in a very small period of time, you know, is, and it's only just coming into summer for you guys in, in Australia as well, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So to have people come in prior yeah. to summer, you'll naturally have like more people, you know, come, uh, you know, come, come with the, when the, when the, when the weather's great. Um, and I think that's yeah. going to be an issue with, with, you know, some of the stuff that I'm doing back here now when I'm taking people down, you know, to, for a sea dip or, you know, for training on the beach, yeah. you know, during the winter, it's a lot of people are going to go, oh, fuck, you know, I don't want to be, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be down there, you know, because yeah, yeah. it is getting colder in the mornings. I got to be honest, yesterday it took me about three hours to warm up after being in the sea, but, uh, yeah. You know, but I still felt amazing for it. I think it clean, it cleanses your mind, you know, in a way that nothing else does. And 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 also, like you said, if you all encompassing every, if you've got everything in one there with the nutrition, you know, as well as the fitness and the mindfulness stuff, you know, all of that then is uh, it's essentially creating a better person, as a better, you know, or like a better, better well, mind body yeah. connection, if you like. But no, I, I love it. I honestly, I think it's great what you're doing. And just, I think we've been, uh, we've yeah, been on quite a while now, as it happens. And we've, we have been, uh, yeah, we've, yeah. Uh, are you, so what I was going to say, the last thing is, um, what would you like to see? So, I mean, I know pretty much probably you're going to probably, what you're going to say be you, uh, but what would you like to see, uh, you know, that for example is in Australia right now, but what isn't in the UK. So like in terms of, uh, not physical things, but in terms of mindset, you know, with the people in Australia, like I know there's, you know, a lot more focus on self-development and positivity, I would say, in Australia than there is in, in UK, or at least there's more hubs for it. You know, that, that's what it seems like yeah. from my perspective. And you know what, I think the, know what the, um, the biggest thing is, is just getting out and about, just being out, just being out in nature, being by the park, being by the sea, being, because I'd, like, I used to hate walking, like, honestly, I used to hate walking. I used yeah. to be so lazy. All I do now is walk. It's like on a Sunday, I'm not, I don't even watch TV anymore. I'll get up and then walk through the I'll just go for a walk. And I'll be walking up and down the beach on the coast to walk. Because it's like, I'd rather be doing that than anything else now. But like, it's just in the UK, like you'd be like, if you went there and sat in the park with your mates, mm. you'd be like, what are they doing over there? Sat in the, they're like grown men sat in the park. <laughs> Why are they sat in the park? Do you know, like a group of lads, yeah, yeah. and it's just like the whole outdoor lifestyle that you get by living in Australia and living in Sydney is is incredible. And obviously, being out in the sun with the vitamin D and mm. the benefits you get from that share and the vitamin D create a happier environment across all aspects. But the, but then again, you've got the weather, mm. and that's why it, it, unfortunately in England, if the weather was lovely, it probably would be more like that. Mm. And then but that's why I love living here so much because the person I am here. I feel like a much better person than I am here because of the lifestyle I live here compared to the lifestyle I live in the UK. So that's why I'm a bit, a bit scared about going home. I am being honest. I'm a bit scared about going home just because of who I used to be yeah. and the lifestyle I used to live there. Um, but yeah, I just think that it's just the lifestyle, the, that, the, weather, the weather facilitates you being 
what the weather enables you to the lifestyle to live out here makes a massive difference for your physical and your mental health. Yeah, vitamin D, the sun, getting the sun, I've realized that, you know, the, you know, there's a visible difference with me, you know, when I either ha- haven't supplemented with, uh, you know, a high strain vitamin D, for example, in the winter or, you know, for like one or two days, or when I haven't actually been in the sun, you know, winter or summer or whatever, you know, it's uh, mm. if I been out in the, the sun for, you know, quite a while or a couple of days properly it has a big effect. So like a guy, you know, just before we finish up, there's a guy uh, for yourself. I don't know if you've come across him, Dave Asprey, Jordan, Jordan Thomas. I um, uh, told you about him. Actually, he's the one who introduced me to him. He's, um, he, he's wrote a book called game changers. Um, and it's more, it's not, it's not the documentary on the vegan stuff. It's I've heard about it. I've heard about him. We, I've heard about it. Is it a keto guy? No, uh, he might, I think he might advocate for keto to a certain extent, but I don't think it's from a dietary standpoint. I think it's more from a, a mind. I, I'm not too sure. I, you know, cognitive I function. Cognitive function. Yeah. I think, I think I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah. 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 He, he talks about a lot of different stuff, but anyway, like, you know, he, what he says is he will every single day, you know, provided the sun is out, he will take his top off and walk along, you know, where I, you know walk somewhere for 15 to 20 minutes at least with his top off, even through the winter, just to get the, you know, the, the razor sun on his skin, um, you know, just to, just to build up that kind of vitamin D store. Or yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah. and he advocates that in a big way. And I'd be like, I, you know, through the summer, I'd been out a lot more than what I usually would have, uh, you know, and earlier on in the year as well, because the lockdown, I'd been getting up on the paddleboard and in the sun more, and I feel so much fucking happier day to day than what I, you know, what, what I was last year and things. And it's just changed my yeah. perspective. So I think, yeah, like you said, getting out in the, for the people listening in uh, Wales, UK, or anywhere else that's got a bit of, you know, who's not, which is not as sunny as uh, Australia, which is most places, um, you know, yeah. just, just try and integrate it, even if it's on your lunch break and work, you know, rather than sitting in the office canteen, just getting out and about, getting out in the sun, you know, maybe mm-hmm. more work as well, you know, get out, have a little hour or half hour walk in, whatever you can try and get in realistically isn't it and just being mm. like being in nature more being around people more as well i think that's good but being around people that you know are going to be benefiting you so so many people have got relationships with family or friends you know that are toxic or destructive and i think that's it's not serving you you know a lot of the time you know it's sometimes you've got to deal yeah. with it just because they are family or friends you know but um well, you haven't got to deal with it, but you know, sometimes it's it's, yeah. it's more difficult to up, you know, to shift everything. Whereas, like, you know, just go and you know, like I said to somebody the other day, go and meet somebody in a coffee shop and have a chat with them, you know, just take an interest in their day in their life. And I say, you know, I everybody has got a story to tell. And I think when you just open up and speak to people and open those lines of you know, conversation, mm. you speak to so many interesting people, but it'll also, you know, the oh, most yeah. important aspect of it, it will bring back that kind of sense of human connection to other people. And it'll make you think about things in a different way as well, isn't it? So, uh, you know. Couldn't agree was... more, mate. I couldn't agree more. Mm. Yeah, I think, like I said, when I, when I, for me personally, when I started talking about things I'm actually interested in. Yeah, yeah. Not that I wasn't, not that I wasn't before, but publicly, publicly mm. people felt inclined to talk to me back because they were interested in it. But it was never a conversation that we brought up because it wasn't, we never knew each other were interested in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now now we're speaking about it and they feel people feel comfortable mm. talking to me about things they might not feel comfortable talking to other people about mm. we've i've got a very very i'll say this to anyone that listen i've got a very very strong close 
great group of friends right now mm. who are all on the same mission. And it comes from the ideas and beers. Yeah, it yeah, comes yeah. from Greg Z. It comes from the idea of ideas and beers of bringing like-minded people together mm. to just chat and connect. Yeah, yeah. It's find, finding the site, finding the tribe. And, so important. And I cannot, I uh, can't, like the last, since, since I met Greg Z, Mm-hmm. Who introduced? He's obviously Jordan's business partner. It's changed the game for me. Yeah, it's changed the game for me because I've started going to five thirty club. So I'm at five thirty club, talk with people who are trying to get on before work, mm-hmm. and then we're doing, and then I'm, we're meeting with Grigsy and like three or four of my other friends who were just helping. We're helping each other. We're masterminding, and then that is when I'm at my best, and that is when I'm at my happiest, and that is when I'm, I love it because we are helping each other elevate and it's through that tribe that we've got entrepreneurs like-minded people who want their friends to succeed just as much as they want their themselves to succeed and it's amazing it's a brilliant brilliant community to be involved in and that's why when i had the opportunity to come on ideas and beers i loved it because i think it is absolutely an incredible idea and credit to you, mate. Credit to you for starting it because I think it is absolutely sick. And I am, I don't envy you because I know that I'm going to be doing something similar <laughs> as time progresses. Yeah. But I think you're, you're blessed to have the position you do. And I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely amazing what you're doing. And I feel honoured to be involved, mate. No, no, no. I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been awesome, to be fair. And, and like you said, I think it's, yeah. uh, you know, uh, like... Well, you know, having that community around you, like I said, finding the tribe, having that community is, is so, so important, you know, and for the people listening, you know, if you're in Sydney, you know, get in touch with, you know, yourself, Ryan, or if you're 100%. interested in ideas and beers, get in touch with me. Like it's, that's what we want to do realistically. It's all about just getting people in a room who are on that same wave, same wavelength. So you can have good, honest conversations. You can have good, honest feedback and criticisms and whatever it is, do you know what I mean? Uh, but you know, it's essentially just having people which are lifting you up, moving you forward rather than, you know, than dragging you back. And, and that's what we're about. So, no, how, how would people get in touch with you on, uh, on socials, man? So, yeah. So my uh, tag is that, uh, that diet geezer, um, or comment or message that geezer on Instagram. That's where all, we, all our socials are at this stage. But um, yeah, if anyone's listening and wants to reach out, whether it's for any advice in the diet, mindset, get involved in our mastermind groups over in Sydney, please feel free because yeah, here to help. Awesome, cool. And then you've got the main, uh, do, do you mention it then, the main account, was it that? Just yeah, so the, so, yeah, so it's just at that geezer. Boom. For the main page, if you want, to, if you're in Sydney, and want to come down to the boot camp, drop us a message. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing where it goes. And again, it's just about if we can help one person, that's what matters to us. Yeah, no, I, I love it, honestly, and I'm uh, I'm glad we've had this chat, man. I've really enjoyed that. Thank you very much for coming it's on. Mine, mate. Oh, it's been a pleasure, mate. Night. You know, you're off the bed, are you? <laughs> I'm in bed easy. I'm up at five. So I go to five thirty club. Oh shit. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's many honestly, it's been brilliant for my. For my first podcast appearance, it's been brilliant, mate. Awesome. <laughs> hey, have a good night there. No, and, uh, no, thank you very much. Like I said, I'll put this up on social so the guys listening and watching, you know, keep an eye on the uh, the Instagram and the YouTube, Spotify, whatever the fucking link is. And uh, yeah, you will see it up there shortly. So thank you very much, man. Have a good night. You too, mate. Thanks very much. See you soon. Ta-da.